Whoa. Wow. What? Brett, I haven't seen you in such a long time. Oh, man. It's, it's so odd. It's like we were gone for... Yeah, two, two two months or so, maybe a two little months. under two months. How how was uh, your your trip to uh, uh, to Canada? To Canada? Well, unfortunately, it was canceled. Oh, um, so where were you those last? Few I was <laughs> in our apartment, just like I hope everybody else is right now. Nice, or save. or their or their home. Uh, no, but to be honest, uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Um, you know, yeah. things, things happen. World gets crazier. World gets crazier and crazier. Uh, we wanted to take mm. a little break, but it kind of extended itself. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think, I think we, we licked our fingers and put them in the air and felt the wind a bit and said, maybe we should, you know, back off a bit and let other you know, other things uh, play out and let people, yeah. you know, do their thing. And uh, I don't want to get into anything anything specific, obviously. It's just that we felt that, you know, it was probably best for people to uh, focus on what mm-hmm. what they think is the best thing to focus on during these times. You yeah. Know? Instead of, yeah, you know, listening sure. to us. You know? Yeah, for sure. Just just to yeah. kind of back away, like that Simpsons meme, just kind of yeah. back into the bushes for a little bit, and then we'll pop back out. And here, look, at, it's your boys. We pop, we, we pop, we pop them back, back out. In. And there's literally <laughs> no difference. We're the same boys. We've grown same, zero. Same fellas. We've uh, never yeah. progressed at all. Haven't changed one bit. Uh <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, yeah, we are back at it again. I'm trying to think of like any other housekeeping stuff. Really. Oh, I, I had COVID, um, and, what? and I beat it. This is supposed to be a joke, <laughs> but it's, it's too serious of a thing to even really joke about. I didn't actually, that I know of. I, I was um, like, get the fuck out of my apartment. I have it. I got positive yesterday. Uh, what's up, Adam? Who's sitting five feet away from me under six feet. Um, See, this is why I invested in based Elon monks, um, mm-hmm. monks, <laughs> Elon um, monk. I've been played too much ghost of Shushi, <laughs> uh, Toshima, um, yeah. the, the flamethrower. And, uh, I've been looking yeah. for a good excuse to use it. Yeah, absolutely. So just fucking light me up, like- burn the whole joint down. Let's light up this couch. Um, but yeah, I mean, we hope all you guys have been, Fine. Uh, obviously, the arc of this season is going to be very interesting. Um, mm. The fascinating thing about putting podcasts out is that there's probably going to be a bunch of people that are listening uninterrupted. Uh, shout out to my friend John. I think is probably I think still catching up. Uh, what's up, man? Mm. Um, that are probably not even going to realize that there's been a two month gap in between episodes coming out. But obviously, a couple months ago, we were probably a little more optimistic about things and. Uh, Certain individuals have shit the bed, and uh, you know, here we are. Yeah, I I, uh, I woke up one morning and I was just like, oh man, just a my, mess. My my yeah, bed, I meant that literally, of course. Yeah, my bed was just soaked, mm-hmm. and I just had to get another Casper mattress. Ca- We're not even sponsored <laughs> by them. Why am I even giving them a shout out? Well, listen, that's how that's, that's how, how they like started. it done. That's how people get sponsored. I don't know if people actually realize this. This is a little bit of behind the scenes, actually, for people that don't know much about podcasts. A lot of podcast ads for, say, your Caspers, your your 
uh, fucking uh, <clears throat> what's Audible the food trial. one? Audible trial. Oh, yeah, sure, that's it, classic. Uh, Whole Foods. Um, whole, uh, is whole, I'm, I'm thinking of the like green something box or. Okay. What's oh, it called? Oh, the blue blue something? Blue box? Blue Is that what it is? We're bad at, at podcasting, man. Yeah, it's like something <laughs> something like that. Listen, blue, everybody go out and get a blue box. I feel go like subscribe. it's blue something. I don't know if it's a blue box. It's blue. Little, it's holy like blue, shit, ca- it's blue catering or something. I don't blue, know. Blue uh, Blue Apron, apron. that's it. Jesus that is Christ. It. Blue Apron. If you want to sponsor us after that delightful you know, uh, what if it was so forth. hilarious is that, like, we are actually sponsored by those products and we, like, feigned, like, we don't know them just because that's what they request? Yeah, it's, like, exactly. Some sort of it's some, like, post... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, postmodern uh Just act like you don't tactic. know who we are. Like, you don't even... You're, it's just like it's a joke to you guys or something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, put Director yeah. Showdown in on BlueApron.com. 15% <laughs> off your first month. Um, but uh, no, guys... <laughs> Where uh, what, what was I in the middle of saying before we started joking about about I oh, just commented how I yeah. ship I shat my bed you shat the bed and uh, um yeah I mean uh, listen just stay home wear your mask um, and shit in your own bed don't and shit, shit in your own bed don't shit on anybody else's bed don't shit on anybody else's bed especially stay in your own COVID bed. don't be shitting in other people's yeah beds. nobody needs a, a COVID shit bed look when all this blows over feel free to go to your friend's house and shit all and over just have bed. a fucking blowout <laughs> on his goddamn king size Casper just have a disaster over there just who gives a shit hey Brad I'm uh, organizing a Facebook uh, meetup mm-hmm. and uh, we're going over to uh, Zach and Brian's and just we're just gonna okay. go shit all over their bed just make a mess well, over there once this yeah. all clears up yeah. just just make it like an anti-masker event <laughs> and just like see who shows up and just like see see what oh, happens God, basically yeah. I think that'd be a lot yeah. of fun uh, but yeah, we're back talking uh, YTD. We're back, uh, kind of a part two of the rest of the season. I mm. think the the next few of this season are going to flow pretty fast here, uh, week by week. And uh, I think we only have a, a few left. There's only three more movies of this season. I don't even. What was the last? Yeah, one the next is Baby Driver, and then we're doing Jojo yeah. Rabbit. Um, what was the one that we did before this? I'm, the one before this was Edgar Wright. It yeah. was what Scott Pilgrim. It? It was Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, it was Scott yeah, yeah. Those yeah. while back with wow. our friend uh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I forgot he was on that one. What, do we have someone on that one? We no, I don't think we did actually. <laughs> I think I might have saved <laughs> myself. I don't remember. I us. think we did. It was no. It was just us, wasn't it? That sounds right. This is organic podcasting. I this don't is care just, what anyone thinks. Like yeah, you want to get the full like. It's it's like Scott Pilgrim was four episodes ago. We're losing our goddamn right. mind. Listen, guys, Adam and I's <laughs> brains are we we have fucking quarantine brain, yeah, which I honestly could, yeah. think is kind of becoming a thing. Where I don't know. I feel like I I feel like certain elements of my psyche are kind of breaking down. <laughs> uh, I mean that in the healthiest way possible, yeah. but it's just certain things. I'll be like, what day is it? It's Sunday, right? Mm. And then it's like, no, it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And it's just, you just, the brain fart. The you brain know, whenever fart is I daily. have a brain fart, I always consume farmer supplement that you can get at your local Whole Foods. Yeah. And it really helps me out when I forget things all yeah. the time. Well, you should. And make sure to visit wholefoods.com <laughs> and enter Director Showdown for 80% off your first vitamin <laughs> supplement package. Listen, guys. <laughs> 
it's a deal you're not going to get like, that's so anywhere outrageous. else. Like, like the idea that Whole Foods of all people would have a promo that <laughs> that generous. What? I don't ridiculous. even know why no, no no capitalist market has ever done that. Like I would literally, if I had a store, I would just raise them. I'd raise the price and then just say, "Yeah, eighty percent off." Listen, it's eighty percent off today, and it's like yeah. hmm, these vitamin D pills are still sixty dollars, but eighty percent off. You can't fucking beat you that. Can, you, just, you just fucking can't. Be- Bezos has all the deals, man. Um, there's a reason why he made thirteen billion dollars yesterday alone. <laughs> Boy, we love a. Uh, a justified uh, capitalist system, don't we? <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, the last episode we did was Thor Ragnarok Which with John and Delphin. John and Delphin. And yeah. we had them on the one prior to that, too. But um, Oh, so, yeah, because we kind of messed up the scheduling. With yeah, the, uh, I, I should right. clarify. I messed up the scheduling, and when mm-hmm. I first put out the movies we were covering, I was just like, oops, totally forgot about Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Well, we should cover Wilder People, so we're just tucking it right in after Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think it's just... Um, It'd be a disservice not to do wilder people in yeah. Taika's um, filmography, you know? It, it, uh, I guess initial thoughts is that um, it's a really good movie. I just don't think it's his, uh, his, his, his best work. And, um, but it still sets, sets the, the tone of how Watiti's um, career path you know, like on on how yeah. he makes films, and I think this was definitely an important one on his way to kind of figure out who he is as an artist. You know, yeah, for sure. I I think uh, I think so too. I think, uh, and I I want to clarify too that I I really fucked up the order. So this actually came out the year before Thor Ragnarok. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and so so Thor Ragnarok was really kind of a uh, you know the end result maybe of, of, I don't know, maybe of, of Feige even seeing or hearing about an early cut of this movie. Um, and uh, so really this is kind of the pre-Thor YTD entry, kind of the post what we do in the shadows era. I think this came out, when did uh, what we do in the shadows was 20? That was like 2010, right? It was like 2012, 13. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So he had a few years and then he, and then he mm-hmm. made this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it very much continues a lot of the themes that he had um, set up even back in Boy. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a spiritual sequel mm. um, to Boy, really, yeah. you know, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um so Hunter the Wilder People is about a boy mm-hmm. a boy who is on the uh what's the politically correct term on the heftier side of <laughs> of uh the physical I don't want to sound what what's the word ableist is that the new term where I, I can be against so. that, sounds, that sounds right or fat shaming, Ricky. Or Ricky Baker. How could I forget his name? Yeah, I was gonna. He has okay. one of the best songs, yeah. Ricky Baker. Yeah. yeah, and and he he is a orphan, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, he gets tossed around all these foster and homes. He's, he's he's got he's got a little bit of an attitude. Then again, he's he's just a little bit cynical about the world he's in because of how much he's been. He's been thrown away by his mother. I mean, literally. Yeah, right? you know, in like, multiple yeah. homes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the one person that all of us, you know, 
look to for absolute trust like 100% as our mothers, mm-hmm. like more than anybody. And um, yeah. Ricky Baker just starts off not even having that. You know, like she, yeah. she his mom was a teenage, te- I guess she she was, she was got pregnant when she was a teenager, right? And Yeah, that's what they yeah, kind of allude to. That was the kind of implicit knowledge that was given to us about him. So, I mean, I'll... This is this is, this is it is it's not as sad as it. <laughs> well, that's that's sad. what's so funny because yeah. yeah, it's like it's yeah. it is that similar thing to boy where like there's this thematic like tonal balance mm. of like this darkness with a fucking really funny movie again. It's it's almost like a a little bit. I don't I don't know how to compare it to boy. It's like thematically it is very similar to boy because. Later on in, in Wilder People, you find out kind of his situation, his background, and it's very similar to Boy in that movie, mm. where it's like... Uh, abandonment of the parents. Yeah, the the kind of abandonment and like, we'll talk about this for sure, but like the, the kind of theme of like, you we create our own families, you know, mm. because it's like, fa- like blood relation isn't as important, I think, as it was even like 30, 40 years ago. I think people are figuring out like, it's like oh some sometimes family family for a lot of people is like a very tough subject. It's like it's something that like whether you know parents were lot like parents like died or or parents were shitty or abusive. It's like like we kind of all end up I think creating our own families at some point. And I think that is the main thing that kind of he took away from boy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um but also yeah, it's like a it's like a very funny movie and it like gets right into it. It's uh we should mention it's like based on a book. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, which I I wanna say it's the only Waititi thing that's based on uh a prior thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, accurate. I think all of them are uh, original. It's right? either him or it's yeah. uh uh Jermaine Jermaine. 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 Um but yeah, you have like Ricky Baker who like ends up at a your name i have it here i know heck is sam neal boy we're gonna spend we're gonna spend 45 minutes hick hick (laughs) let's just get it out all the way way. oh boy yeah we got to keep the accents going um what's heck faulkner uh bella 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 um and bella is introduced to us as this very like positive but like empathetic and She's like very funny and self-aware yeah. too. Mm. Like she knows like who she is and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, she knows that she comes off as like this <laughs> kind of a weirdo, and she like owns up to it. Yeah, and is not, and she doesn't ever like. Um, she 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 lets other people be who they are. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, that, that's her charm. You know, yeah. like I think one of the most endearing moments is when like she always lets. Always tells Ricky like, "You gonna you you gonna run off tonight? <laughs> Just be sure if you be back home for breakfast." Like, yeah, you know? and yeah. It, it's like really like endearing when someone does that. It's like she knows that he's going to do whatever he wants to do, yeah, and accepts him for like who he is, and that's the that's the charm that Bella has, you know. Yeah, for sure, and it's like uh, it. Oh boy, yeah, we're gonna t- the. Tyga's cameo scene in this movie we're going to talk about. But yeah, I think that's what makes Bella so, yeah, she's so endearing. And it's because like, um, you could just have her like that. There's Mm -hmm. no real need to explain why somebody's like that. There are people like that. But then I think it later on in the movie when 
when well, it's Heck and Ricky, and we find yeah. out Bella's kind of origin of like, oh, she was like you too. Mm. She understands, you know, the the anger that you have inside. You know. Well, I I, I wanted to like bring up like how much would TD was able to compact her character to where the audience immediately like felt falls in love with her mm-hmm. and then how he takes that away so quickly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, um, it's not, it's not an easy feat to do that because yeah. like, um, it's like, I remember watching this first, like the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, Bella's great. And I can't wait to see the whole movie with, uh, yeah, their relationship because she's so charming and great. it really, yeah, it really kind yeah. of like blindsides you mm. in what happens to her because it's like it, it's not, it's not one of those movies that's like kind of like showing its hand where you kind of like know it's going to be that type of thing. Like when I first watched this movie, that's not anything I heard was like right. a big draw or anything or like a, like it's like fucking up dude like the first 10 minutes like i didn't hear anything about that so when i was watching it i was mm-hmm. like it's like oh i can't wait to see like how cuz like that seems to be the arc is like he's going to come to respect her and even though that kind of started yeah. to happen in its own small way in what time he had with bella mm-hmm. uh it's so much more interesting like where it goes with her where it's like she just dies yeah and yeah. that that's what's so cool about it is that there's a lot of efficiency that what tita does with like it's their it's interactions 15 minutes yeah that's fucking crazy how fast yeah. that's a lot of information in a lot of like the moments that you get with her are already like are um so compact with like emotional energy to make you love Bella and love and see how Ricky also loves Bella. It's like, you're almost like Ricky in that situation. Yeah. And you're like this, this person's like great. And it was just with those few scenes, you know? And I mean, we all, as soon as we saw like the Ricky Baker birthday scene where she's like, you know, playing your little song. Yeah, exactly. You're like, this person is great. I love yeah, her. And that's like, yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. Um, that's like, uh, that's something that is directly tied to, uh, to Waititi himself because like Waititi's mm. the, the sole writer on this movie. And that's something that, that feels so something he would do where like he, he like weaponizes that kind of charm. Mm. to endear you to Bella and like how she, how Ricky is starting to care for, care for Bella and like Mm. uh, how much he recognizes that she cares about him. Mm. That like, it takes, it takes a really skilled, talented person to like, not only utilize her, like know what their strengths are, but to like weaponize their strengths Mm. towards the audience to like tell a story better. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I totally get Mm. it because that, brings me to an interesting conclusion mm-hmm. about how I'm thinking what TD's like the, okay. T, what, what TD is to funny as Denis is to like violence in a way or action or something or, what, oh, what, or whatever, yeah, yeah. because like Denny is like <laughs> very empathetic to everybody involved in his yeah. violent, in the violent movies that he makes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Watiti's very empathetic to like everybody, including anyone who's bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he like makes them, um, empathetic. You, you, you understand where everyone's coming from mm-hmm. in, in a way. And that's, what's like kind of interesting to have 
that sort of comparison with Villeneuve and uh, Watiti. That know? is, uh, yeah, that is a really good point to to bring up. It's like I in, in thinking about we're probably going to compare this movie a lot to Boy because it's definitely the kind of more obvious one-to-one than something like Eagle vs. Shark or what we do in the shadows. But, uh, and then I think it's going to continue into Jojo because what you just said is, is kind of the whole crux of how Jojo works is like the empathy that you can mine out of, uh, certain characters, even potentially Hitler. Um, so keep, keep that in mind that point, but, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but no, and then, uh, uh, also while the Bella stuff's happening in the background is the fucking great Sam Neill, somebody who let's talk Sam Neill for a sec, a little Sam Sam Neill spotlight. You didn't say corner. That's weird. Well, cause Sam Neill spotlight rolls right off the tongue. We're putting a spotlight on Sam corner, but we listen, we have a lot of corners. I'm just saying we yeah. need to keep adding to the this room. The, like the how infinite many fucking, cornered room, yeah. Yeah, what are we at, like, uh, a tetrahedron? I'm, I'm <laughs> looking up like at a, the 77 and a half degree, and what do I see? I see the Sam Neill corner up there. Se- 77, so how many how many sides is that in a room? 77 and a half? Let me do the quick That's, math. It'd be 77 times two, right? It would be the 720, math. it'd be 720, right? Was it? 720. 360 Seven, times 2. 720 shape. Yeah. G- give me a... Se- 720 side... What, what kind of nightmare does that look like? Side shape. It, it's like slight almost... It's practically a like circle at that point. You know Oh, what that I mean? makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's the great kind of uh, uh, logical fallacy of this, this podcast is this 700... 20 degree room that we've recorded every episode in except the hell season of course um but well, the no high, so, the highest polygon <laughs> let's get it math boys coming at you here is the nonagon which is nine sides huh i never nine sides nonagon i never non-agon. even heard of because like we only go up to octagon and which and, is eight yeah we all nine. know that we all know octagon i i never even considered higher than eight well, because like Nonagon, if you look at its shape, it's kind of useless because it looks a little bit close to a circle. So like that's oh, why you would never yeah, like yeah. really go to like past octagon. Is octagon still very distinct? You know? I see. Well, when we're thinking of uh, let's get more into math, boys. Why not? Well, I love math, math. Math corner. Yeah. This is the seven seventy uh, eighth degree. Yeah. Right next to Sam Neil corner. So we're practically um, a circle now. Yeah, so if you if we're thinking about this in three D space, yeah, now what would that look? I guess it would be a sphere, which yeah. is what you said, right? Okay. Yeah, because like <laughs> a perfect circle is infinite, like an infinite amount of sides. Like that's yeah. what happens when you like integrate. This is bringing me back to calculus. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you when you have like an infinite, like a perfect circle is impossible because yeah, you know you have like you keep zooming in on the sides and it'd be infinitely small, you know? Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Sam Neill... Sam Neill... Of, uh, Sam Neill uh, is, is, is a amazing actor, and I wish I, I've seen him more. I fell in love with him when I was a kid, when I saw yeah, Jurassic Park. For sure. And I always looked for him in movies. I never really saw him in many movies when I was young. Yeah, you know man. I mean? That's that's the that's the crazy thing. And, and I think maybe a reason why is that he is a fucking New Zealand actor, and I had no idea as a kid. 
Yeah, same. It's like I'm almost fascinated. I'd, I'd love to hear the story. Maybe this is on like a commentary or something of, of how he got cast in Jurassic Park as like ostensibly the lead in a Steven Spielberg blockbuster is this kind of older guy from New Zealand. Do you think it that's was really one those, interesting? Do you think it's one of those things where like Sam Neill got like the role in Jurassic Park and got a bunch of like money from it and was just like, eh, you know, I can just do whatever I want now and I can just stay home in New Zealand and, you know, well, like, cause actors yeah. do that. They're just like, I don't, he, I'm yeah. sure there was some element of that and it's, we got to get into what he's doing now. I could definitely see with what he's doing now because now he just lives on like a farm in New Zealand. He's basically heck in real life. Heck. Like, he has a Twitter account where he just posts, like, pictures of him with, like, goats. Huh. And he just says some funny little witty New Zealand thing. So I would imagine there's some elements of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. It's like he's a really charming uh, kind of online presence. But he's acted in 141 things. Wow. So he's he's no small. Like, his big thing after Jurassic Park was... Jurassic Park 3. It, Jesus Christ. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, God, yeah. I forgot he was in that. He was in The Jungle Book in 94, that live action one. I didn't see that. Um, I probably did. I just bleeped I, it from I feel my like memory. I did. I forgot it, too. Yeah. He was in uh, Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. He's the lead of that. He was also in um, fucking... Yeah. Oh, what was the name of that fucking movie? I might get to it if it's after 90... Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Hell, yeah. he I was forgot a, he was in that. Yeah. So he has like this... He plays. Uh, he kind of became captain. a horror guy, yeah. oddly enough. Because I mean, in the Math of Madness, definitely horror. Jurassic Park, you could. There's an argument to be made that that's a horror movie for sure. I think it's um, like a fun. It's like a. It's like yeah. Jaws. It's like that kind of yeah. Spielbergian horror. Yeah. But um, and then honestly, oh boy, Bicentennial Man. Is that the one with Robin Williams? Yeah. Do you remember Bicentennial Man? I remember seeing the cover art whenever I went to like Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video was a rental store back in the day, in case any of our Zoomer friends are listening. Yeah. Um, You you walk into a big store, and there's big, chunky movies on the wall. Yeah. It's like Blu-rays, if you know what Blu-rays are, but like older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like beach. But like in like a little rectangle box. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah. you pop that in a big machine and then it plays and it looks like shit. Mm. Uh yeah, that was a weird Bicentennial Man was a weird movie that my family got into. Like my family liked Bicentennial Man a lot. <laughs> I feel like Robin I, Williams I like in general. Makes, yeah. Even yeah. his bad stuff like Hook and uh Patch Adams, my family ate up like fucking candy. Oh, I I loved Hook when I was a kid. Yeah. Um I tried watching Patch Adams when I was a kid, but I remember just like I think it was too sad for me or something. Was it's it a, sad a sad movie, sad man. Movie? It's yeah. and it's interesting because like Robin Williams has a bunch of movies hmm. in that era, like uh fucking Jack is another one that like I loved as a kid, but everybody yeah. now makes me afraid to rewatch any of them because they're yeah. like Oh, the, that's one of the worst movies ever made, and it's like Jesus, what Can did you, I miss? the The only thing I always remember from Robin Williams is never any of his jokes or anything. It's just how hairy his arms are. Well, he yeah, he was <laughs> a very hairy guy. <laughs> yeah, I just remember as a kid, like man, his ar- arms are very hairy. Yeah, very hairy boy, Robin. <laughs> very hairy Robin. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Uh, Would have turned sixty nine the other day. Nice. nice. Um, 
Stan, Stan a legend. <laughs> we had to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, and then after that, so he's he's kind of on like a every two year there's a big movie, and then he does a bunch of like I guess smaller New Zealand shit. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park three. Uh, then boy, after that, man, oh man, I don't know a single one of these fucking things. Just a bunch of indie just movies, a bunch maybe. Was it just a, a show bunch of nothing, like man. The Prison Break or something, or some prison movie, Probably. prison show? I mean, you know what he was in? Did what? you see the Ethan Hawke vampire movie Daybreakers? Yeah, I did. But like anything about that movie, I couldn't. I could not tell you. <laughs> like I know I saw it. I remember kind of liking it, but I yeah, remember same. nothing about yeah. it. I it just had one of those cool about vampires yeah. being in the day. In the, I feel like the two thousand was real vampire time, wasn't it? Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> People were getting their vampire kicks, man. Uh, yeah, the, the Daybreakers yeah. thing was kind of interesting in that almost everybody was a vampire. Yeah, everybody, and like the humans a, were yeah. bad. Or yeah, something like that. that was the... It was like a reversal thing. Yeah. Yeah, but the vampire... It was like a sci-fi movie, because, like, the vampires yeah. had, like, really advanced... They had, like, guns technology. and shit. Yeah. yeah. It was like... What a time. Maybe we need to take let's, a, let a me visit. See, let's, let's take a pivot into Daybreakers, <laughs> and just real quick. I want to see who directed this thing. Daybreakers. Uh, Man, that's such nine, a 98 fucking... minutes. God, we love a smooth 98-minute uh, movie. Seems uh, painless, honestly. Yeah. Michael, Michael Spierg and Peter Spierg why Adam? It was the Spierg brothers who directed. I feel like they Dan got Rangers. away with their last name because it's like, oh, you're like you're like that uh, Spierg guy. Yeah, you're like Spear the Spierg guy, guy who did the Joes. Yeah, and we're just as good of directors as uh, as him too. Spear. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a not yeah, like a parody of a director last name. Yeah. God damn it, Spierg brothers. Uh, he he was on Peaky Blinders. Getting back to Sam Neill, and then after that, yeah, dude, it's Hunt for the Wilder People. So like, he's had a very sparse, filled with just a bunch of like B movie mm. kind of era. But uh, as we all know, he's coming back for Jurassic World three. Is he? Him, Laura Dern, and fucking Goldblum, dude. Laura Dern's being prolific as fuck though. Like she's been doing so much yeah, shit lately. Yeah. I feel like she like took a break and then. Hopped back on. She was Seriously, in Twin man. Peaks: The Return as well, and like I saw that's her. that's the cool thing about that's why Laura Dern's, Laura Dern's like kind great. of the best. Yeah, is she's like pretty great. Is because she'll show up. She'll be like, yeah, let's let me get the paycheck movie, but also yeah, I'll be in David Lynch's weird shit. I'll be in mm. Big Little Lies as like the ultimate Karen mom. Like she's incredible in Big and, Little uh, Lies. She's um, so good. The mar- like a marriage story, like just showing up there as that's a right. Yeah, as like the. Like Karen Lloyd. <laughs> she's so good as an actress. Um, yeah, Little Women she's great into. Um, but yeah, she just yeah. always like, she's always just comes out of, like, out of nowhere when you watch something. It's like, oh, wait, that's Laura Dern. What's yeah, she doing? That's Laura Dern. Uh, yeah. Is she, so is she close in age to Sam Neill? Because I feel like that's what Jurassic Park, no, Jurassic Park, she was like early 20s. Yeah. yeah, she's got to be a lot. But they were like romantic, right? They, yeah, in the, in the movie they were. Huh. Well, it's like it's like hot for teacher sort of thing, you know what I mean? I guess so, yeah, because she is, was like early twenties when she did Jurassic Park. Yeah, because she was a college student in the Jurassic Park, and he was the her professor. You know? What I mean? Oh yeah. shit, that's right, huh? Yeah, lots Tied. to think about. 
Lots to think about there. I mean, that dynamic's pretty cool. Really I, interested <laughs> to see what their dynamic is in Jurassic World 3 when Sam Neill looks 70 well, and she I, looks... I, I, no, I think they did some... They had... Did oh, they, they, in 3. Did they follow up with it in 3? And then in she, 3, they were like... She they married split some, up. Yeah, she yeah. married some They already some dealt guy. with it, I guess. Yeah, they already yeah. dealt with it, so it's out of the way. It's, they, got, they got rid of... But then they're going to get back together in the next one, and it's going to be great. This I'll watch that movie. Ship them. That's that's how I'll show up for Jurassic World three. You know, Trevorrow. If you want to put your goddamn garbage in a theater, and you know, try to trick me into seeing Is some Trevorrow dinosaurs, still doing it. He's fucking writing and directing it, man. They got him back. Who but, did the second one? It was uh, some, J, uh, It was a better director. Yeah, it was a better director. Than but it was him. still the bad guy who writing, did the orphanage. Right? And, yeah. But he still wrote it, so it was still yeah. bad. I didn't even finish it. Maybe I will one of these days. Um, but of course, guys, we're talking hunt for the Willard people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, it has that dark turn. Um, yeah. Bella dies. Yeah. Of, it was it a heart attack, right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was just like a very sudden, basic, like heart attack. And know? really that's what I loved about it because that's just how life is. You never know when shit like that happens. Like it can happen to anybody, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like some movies put a little too much, like, Oh, they had cancer, but they didn't tell anybody about it. It's like you can get away with just having somebody die. Like shit that like happens. that happens a lot. Yeah. You, know? you don't need to clue in people. Like people yeah. just fucking die all the time. Yeah, you just, yeah. You just accept it. Um yeah. but then yeah, and then and then it becomes a it it gets really interesting in that like uh and I did this Jesus Christ, I brought this up like fifteen minutes ago and I brought up Heck and Sam Neill, but like Heck. Hick, uh, but Heck is like this very cold, grumpy, like doesn't give a shit about Ricky yeah, and guy. I, and I love that about him. It's, it's great. Like, it's, it's the his best His character thing. is so, he's so fucking good in this yeah. movie, man. Because um, his arc is like so well, it's so well drawn out where like he really is so fucking cold to Ricky, even mm. after Bella dies. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it, cause it, it's because of like... He because as we go through the movie, you learn more about him. Because at first you think he's an asshole, but then you learn like he was like, like he doesn't know how to read, and he was he was in yeah. prison before, and he just was very unlucky throughout his life. And Bella was the only one who like yeah you know understood and was willing to give him a chance and loved him. You know what for I mean? sure. Like yeah. I I love that. Uh, that they make that like he makes that connection with Ricky. I, I'm mm. I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but like I love that he connects that dot with Ricky at the end, where it's like, like that's who she was. She was such a good person that like mm. I'm fucking. I'm just like a. I was in prison like for fucking manslaughter. I killed a guy. Like I she should like she brought me in and she like saved me and she did yeah. the same with you. That's just like who she was. Mm. And it like very logically kind of connects like how all three of these people end mm. up like ended up together, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, like quick, like quickly after I forget, what were the circumstances again for like them leaving the, the house like heck just so, leaves. Right? Well, well what happens is that Ricky, cause heck said, heck said that, you know that's the way it is. You're going back to the the um, uh, protective Cert, child protective Cert, CPS. Yeah, because he doesn't care about he doesn't. Well, want, I mean, he can't raise a kid. Even, even so, it's just like that's what that's just what was supposed to happen. Like they mandated mm. it, no matter what. And Ricky just knew that he didn't want to go. You yeah. know, 
So he snuck out and burned the um, shed. That's right. Putting uh, a fake mannequin in there, <laughs> pretending it was him. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Ricky is does not know how to deal with being in in the bush. How do yeah, you say? Yeah. Like in the bush. In, in the, the bush. Yeah. There's like a specific. I think that's it. I think. That's yeah. I'm trying to say the accent, but I can't do it. In in the bush. In the, in bush. the bush. But he, uh, you know, he gets lost in the bush, and of course, Heck finds him. And they had a bit of an alter, a verbal altercation, um, and Heck gets caught on. He was about to like tackle Ricky, but then gets his foot caught in a on a twig or something, That's a branch, right. yeah, a root, yeah, yeah. Mm. and breaks his um, ankle mm-hmm. and or sprains it, and they can't get back. So CPS assumes that they're running away when he was just, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that they're just re- yeah to to keep them away basically from CBS. Which is actually a really interesting thing to do because that's kind of like narratively. Like I think at first glance you just think, "Oh, it was an accident and you know, it was just there just to progress the plot along." When I think it was intentional in a way that um it shows like accidents can be perceived as criminal intent, which is kind of like a lot of like what is like the idea behind Hunter, Hunter the Wilder people yeah, yeah, is that like the intentionality is um, always interpreted by whom is possessing it. Like, you know, Ricky, uh, Ricky thinks he's like the best thing in the world and he intends that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that he doesn't belong in any, in any like in juvie and whatnot. And yeah. yeah. And uh, what's her name? The CPS uh, officer. Um, just perceives Rachel him. House, back yeah, Rachel House, game. who's amazing and Terminator. Ter- uh, uh, you're Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're Sarah Connor. You're Sarah Connor. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'm Sarah Connor. You're Sarah Connor before she did chin-ups. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Uh, Put her in everything. I Put know, her in I, every movie. Actually, I, I think it'd her. all be better. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. But she she has the intention out, like thinking that he is always intending for criminal activity. So like when they're yeah. away, um. When it was purely by accident, um, you know, Heck just broke his ankle, and he didn't mean to, like, he's not kidnapping um, Ricky, but everyone thinks that he is. Yeah. Just because of this, just because of, like, what's known about these two people. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, and I think this is a recurring theme, I'm going to keep rolling with this, Um, it's a recurring theme throughout the whole movie, because uh, you see this with the uh, altercation between the hunter's who run into Ricky and um, Heck in in the safe house? Yeah. When the intentionality by um, by uh, Ricky Baker, oh god, he he was conveying a point where it came off like it was a sexual thing, which was one of the funnier moments, but also very cringy because we all we all know that like he's yeah. not meaning that. Um, <laughs> Heck, obviously has no sexual interest in Ricky, but it comes off that way. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite like jokes or like bits Mm. to do in a movie. And I feel like it's, it's usually a sign that like a comedy is well-written when you can do that specific joke of the kind of like this person is speaking about one thing, but it's being read by certain parties in the room, you know, completely different. And not only that in like a very negative, very, yeah, scary light, and so they're like now looking at heck, like calling him a pervert. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's 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 not even done as like a. It's not just solely a gag, you know. Yeah, yeah. As, as I 
put it, it is about miscommunication, a misinterpretation of people. You know, and yeah. that's that's what got Ricky and Heck in the situations that they're in because of their mis being misinterpreted by society at large. You know, Heck is just like this criminal and nobody wants him. And Ricky is this juvie um juvie kid who does all this graffiti and nobody wants him either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's what that's what's cool about like all those little scenes is that it's all about the miscommunication and misinterpretation. Yeah. That there's like uh that's, that's what, uh, yeah. Like re- like watching YT for this season is making me realize how much he's able to tie theme into the comedy, mm. which is usually not uh, the case. That was a very cool thing. You just did. You blew out your vape while you were drinking your white clone. It looked very cool. I just have to mention that. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I was thinking the same but, <laughs> I was like, but, this looks real cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's something that like he's, he's excellent at and he's, he's so good at doing that. He was great at doing that in boy. Um, and even I wanted to bring up, uh, uh, what we do in the shadows in a similar vein of where you're talking about, like, uh, like these are people who society views one way, but their intentions Mm. are different. It's like that, that's very much a, a thing of, uh, what we do in the shadows too, where it's like, this is what ostensibly could be called a family of vampires. Like they're this kind of like misfit family who don't really belong anywhere else. Yeah. But that's the same dynamic. It's like, I think Waititi loves that dynamic of like, like what, what do people who like don't fit into conventional society I do? Like, I feel like Jojo rabbit's going to go the, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I feel like that's the same route that he's going to take in the way of like empathizing. Like, you know, you take yeah. something that is, Mm-hmm. You take like um, Nazis, which is like a objectively like most of us don't like them, mm-hmm. but humanizing that person and saying that they are human too, you know, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I, th- I think that definitely is like what because mm-hmm. it's definitely in the same vein of mm-hmm. of doing that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a cool kind of uh, thematic like through line that I, I never even really thought about. I, I was trying to think of like what directors he looked up to did similar things. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like other, I don't know, like kind of where he was inspired by that idea almost. I don't, I don't want to like psychoanalyze him, but um, I don't know, I don't know man. <laughs> I don't like know. I, I can't. Well, think of, I would like, say Spielberg a little bit with this one in the sense of like kind of e, kind of ET ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a similar, yeah, it's definitely a similar thing there for sure. I mean, running away from the government, you know, like being chased down. Well, maybe yeah. even more applicable, another Spielberg movie. I, I rewatched uh close encounters a couple weeks ago and, what? and that's <laughs> the, the <laughs> I love that movie, Adam. I know you don't, but I, know. I, I, I do. I love that movie. Do you just fast forward through all the, the dad stuff? No, it's, it's important. It's, it's, it's important to know that, that he's, that he's a piece of shit. I guess it's a reminder that, that he of what is not Spielberg's dad. Um, <laughs> boy, if only we could go back and record that episode. I guess I did on the fucking episode we did, but um, yeah, I thought you did mention that on the yeah two thousand one crossover. Yeah, yeah I think I did on those, that one. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no of of close encounters of like it, it almost becomes uh, who are the it's Dreyfus right? Isn't it yeah, Dreyfus? Isn't that? Dreyfus and yeah. I don't know the actress name, but they almost become there's almost this family between them of like. We're we're fucking driving against 
everybody else leaving this supposed like viral outbreak area. We're like driving into this thinking this is like where we need to be. And it's, it's a similar, it's a similar thing. So I, I could definitely see the that's what, kind of inspiration uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, that that's the interesting part about those type of movies is like the whole, like you're the crazy person and you, we expect to empathize with like the insane person. But mm-hmm. when you just see this person on the media, you're like, fuck this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. normally, like we're always going to be like that. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's so funny that uh Heck and Ricky become mm. like kind of, they become like folk heroes. Yeah. I kind of do, love yeah. that. Like it, it almost takes on like a uh what's the fucking book? Like Huck and Finn? Huck what's it called? What's the fucking book Huckleberry called? Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Finn, I guess By like Mark a Tom Twain? Sawyer. Jesus Christ. I'm, mi- I'm mixing By, by Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know my classic American literature, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, but no, it, it's like it's, it's like probably a people... canceled book anyway. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Edward Jim, uh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Twain canceled in the grave. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, it becomes like this kind of almost like folk hero tale where like they're running into people that are like, "Hey, you're Ricky Baker. Can Ricky I get a Baker. Can I get a picture with you, man?" Like the the girl and his dad. I love that yeah. scene. You know that that um, so so they go on their little they go on their little uh, runaway and they run out. They he runs into like you know mm-hmm. runs into that 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 uh, girl who is on horseback and Ricky's totally into her and she's Maori you know just yeah, like him. Yeah. And he he takes her, or she takes him back to their place, and it's really interesting because. You know, you look at you look at Ricky and Heck, and they're kind of the Maori now. Like they're the ones who are out in the bush, like surviving and like living like this very like, you know, of the earth like lifestyle and mm-hmm. being Maori almost. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And then they take them, and it's funny because you get you get um, kind of get thrown off because she comes in a ho- on a horseback, and you're like, oh, she must know like the bush really well and whatnot. <laughs> and she goes back and you see her like open up a refrigerator and she's like, you want some you got sausage? The TV on. You got yeah. Some, yeah. She's talking to phone to her, like her friend and she's like very modern, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like interesting to see that juxtapose. It's like, I don't know what it's being. I don't know what the intentionality is from that, but I, I can see some sort of like, what what are what is it to be Maori in in, in mm-hmm. this sense? You know, like it, yeah, like it, they're also like adapting to like new society and their yeah their identities have changed accordingly. You know what I mean? For, yeah, for sure. And he's I, doing all his selfies. Like her dad's like you know <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like uh, my my Maori brother. You know what I mean? Like saying all there's still yeah yeah, it's it's like he's the culture of it is still very important to him it's like that that strikes me as something that like uh but is he really a part of like the maori tradition if he's just making doing selfies with (laughs) you know like i feel like that's that's just what uh that's just the modern i think that's probably just the more modern kind of uh version of it you know it's like i don't know enough about the culture to comment really but it's like it feels like that's a very personal and something that's like strictly like like only Waititi really can do, or like yeah. I guess Maori, you know, directors and writers and stuff. 
And so it's it's cool to see that kind of continuation from Boy of mm-hmm. like that's that's one depiction, but it's also like uh, people are like this too. Yeah, and it's just like a kind of cool thing where it's like people aren't just one thing, you know. And it's like that feels important to Waititi to kind mm-hmm. of like display that. I think. Yeah. Um. The 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 diversity of the uh, uh, mm-hmm. of, of of a single group of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I just feel like there was it was pretty like well pointed out in a way that like they have a modern life, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. That it's not something that's traditional in a, uh, in a indigenous people sense, you know, for sure. Yeah. I, and I think that's just like really interesting to have that juxtaposition with Ricky and heck being out there in the bush, like yeah. surviving, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and you know, just, I mean, it was all really adorable anyway when he was, like, you know, taking selfies and they're singing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, she, like, wrote the song. And and that's another thing I appreciate about YTD, too, is, like, um, fuck, what, what comedy was I watching recently that kind of made me a... Pre- oh, oh, it was fucking... Uh, it was Eurovision, oddly enough. A movie that is, like, pretty good, honestly. Like, it's... Finally, Will Will Ferrell's like you, back to making a, a solid comedy again. Uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, I went over to my parents' house and my mom was like, I, you, "You hear this movie Eurovision?" I was yeah. like, "Yes, mom." He's <laughs> like, "I thought, uh, what do you think of it? Let me show you this funny part that I like a lot." <laughs> and she fast forwards to the part where Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell are on like, I don't know, they're in like this really beautiful like countryside or something yeah and talk, they're talking nice about one. talking about not being in a relationship or something they're like on a bench yeah 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 and i wasn't laughing at all and i felt really <laughs> bad that i wasn't laughing because that my mom scene th- was thought it was yeah. really funny and i felt really b- sorry mom <laughs> i just i'm just not gonna lie oh, no. to you and laugh yeah. at something that i don't find that's funny. well that's fair you gotta you gotta be honest with your mom but yeah yeah i i, I don't know it's like those it's interesting, man, because it's like there were definitely funny moments. I don't think that was really. I don't. Th- I don't remember that really being one of the funny ones. But yeah. what I appreciated about Eurovision is there was such a good balance of like this is a very silly movie, but also we're gonna take things like completely. Uh, we're gonna be completely sincere about the stuff that we sh- should be sincere about. And so there's like a bunch of musical numbers in that movie that are totally fucking sincere. And like, I cried at the end of that movie cause it fucking like earned it. I felt. And like a lot of the uh, relationships, I, I just, I just, yeah, you, your crying is not a reliable indicator. Of no, that's earth. true. That's very true. And it's I like one in two. I say movies. this as your best friend and someone who cares about <laughs> you a lot. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you would probably feel nothing when you watch that movie. But uh, and I'm glad you're honest with me about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's what I'm what I'm getting at though is that like more than a lot of comedies I've seen recently, where like there's this kind of urge to continue the joke to kind of like ride out the the humor or like the the joke of the scene. Yeah, that movie felt to me like it had a real understanding of like. No, no, no. Let's. There's not going to be a joke in the scene. Like this is going to be a serious scene. We're going to take this serious. And it's I like appreciated be under, that. It's not going to be undercut by a quick joke. At exactly. The end. Yeah, yeah. There was not really any undercutting. Like any. Like there was the the moment that I had multiple times in that movie where I'd be like, and here's where they ruin it. 
That's that's and what it happens. didn't happen. That and I was like, cool. In modern cinema, all the, every blockbuster, yeah. blockbuster. I think blockbusters undercut. more even than modern comedies maybe have ruined that for well, me. Well, yeah, no, Marvel's the most notorious yeah. of all. Like, I enjoy Marvel movies, but goddamn, if yeah. there isn't always a fucking joke at the end of some for serious, sure. fucking sincere moment, yeah, it's like. Oh. I guess we're going to be blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. always some shit like that. I don't even know any yeah. specific instance, but it's always undercut by a damn joke at the end. Yeah. And it, even, even like fucking like, like I think it, I know, I know exactly one instance It's like Guardians of the Galaxy when they're all like grouping up and they're all like finally like, you know, coming together and then, you know, Rocket Raccoon says, we all look like a bunch of assholes or yeah or some (laughs) shit like that you know what i mean just let it happen yeah i I think the worst and this is a movie i still i still like and kind of defend is age of ultron that's the one that when i watch it it's like joss calm the fuck down (laughs) holy shit dude he he does not let a moment like rest and like let there be a fucking moment every moment is filled with like adr dialogue or some joke he came up with it's like calm down but long-winded point aside, Eurovision is a moment that made me realize, like, oh, I love when a comedy can, like, fucking pump the brakes on the comedy and, like, mm. let sincerity sit. Yeah. And that's something I think Waititi's really good with, where it's, like, he does still undercut. Like, I, I won't say he doesn't ever do that, but, like, he yeah. definitely will have dramatic moments that he'll kind of let breathe. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Oh, I feel like I feel like yeah. we should take this tangent really quick and talk about things that we've been watching during quarantine. Sure, yeah, you man, know, I've been watching lots of good stuff. Uh, I watched uh, Twin Peaks. Um, I binged all that. Um, oh boy! And uh, there's not much I can say about it other than <laughs> you should watch Twin Peaks. Well, we may have more to say. At some point, semi soon, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I've been trying to tell Brent here to watch watch it, yeah. but it, it's a commitment. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie that yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but I think like it's almost like it's so. The whole point is almost like not to watch it when you figure out the point at the end, and that's what's kind of beautiful about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I really think that David Lynch is like a fucking genius like he's he's yeah he's like i really want to do david lynch um on one of our seasons here soon sometime just because yeah. like he's he's in the cards for sure yeah yeah he, he he's just um someone who knows filmmaking too it's like um composite parts like this guy is just next level shit um what else what what else did you, what else did you uh, i want to do a little back and forth so yeah. Um, I'll go with what I think, I think is my favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, first cow, uh, it's an a 24 movie. Not um, first man for first man. I'm just sold on first movies, I guess. Yeah. It's right. just going to be my favorite of the year. <laughs> the um, sequel, second man, second cow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, first cow is a, is a, a really, What's the best word to describe? Like a really disarming movie. Yeah. It's a movie where I brought a bunch of baggage of what I expected out of a movie like it to be. And then the whole movie is kind of removing that from you and saying, this is something else. And it's like a really... But not in a way that's like... um 
in a way that's mischievous, right? Like it's not. No, like, no, uh, it's very. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, What's the what's the term that everybody uses about the Last Jedi? It's uh, the bingo card. Oh, uh, fucking yeah! There's a bingo uh, card. Uh, not subversive. Yeah. No, no, no. It's subvert your expectations. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't want to say it's not subversive because I think it. I think it is, but it's not. It's not calling any attention to that. It just it's kind not of malicious. Is, yeah, it's, it just yeah. is by nature of how it is. The fact that it's kind of a movie about a couple of friends baking. Oh, okay. And that it's like, it's so you carry into this baggage of like, fuck, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then, I mean, certainly bad things do happen. I, I told you that Just it's like kind life, of... yeah? Yeah, for sure. But it's it's very, it's kind of a good, like, chill hangout movie that oh, I kind of think... Those. I love those, absolutely. But uh, it's, it's a depiction of, like, the Old West that I've never seen before. Mm. A very, like, immigrant-heavy... Like it was like old west, which is cool to see, and uh, it uh, what was I going to say? It's like like I told you, it's like it's it feels like a lighter like prequel to There Will Be Blood, like like if you like if you watch First Cow and then you follow it up with There Will Be Blood, and through both of the movies you just think about the yeah. journey of capitalism. Yeah. Then I think that would be a really beneficial thing for people to. And I, need, uh, I guess experience. I need to watch First Cow. I need to watch it. I think so, man. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. It's it's a very like simple movie. It's not really trying to. I don't know. It's not. There's not a lot of like really. There's not a lot of like depth. Really, I guess it's like a really bare bones movie. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. But just by its nature, it's kind of got a lot going on. But um, I don't know. First Cow. I I really loved it. I really want to like rewatch it again too. Uh, but what about you? What else? What else? I watched The Square, which is an older movie. I think it was 2016. Mm. I've been meaning to watch that since then, like the longest time. Yeah. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, it's Swedish, so you get you get a they get a fun Swedish accents in there. It's yeah. it's a really funny movie, actually, and it gets serious at the right points of it, and it does a lot of uh, commentary on just art in general mm-hmm. and. Um, I think you don't have to be like a art connoisseur to appreciate what it's trying to say about high society and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really good is just like, it makes you question like, what is art really? You know, like what is the point of art? And that's what, that's what's really beautiful about it, I think. So, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a little long movie, like two fifteen, two hour, 15 minutes, but you said Elizabeth Moss is, is she the lead in it? She's not the lead. She's like, um, a supporting, um, the main, she's putting on a Swedish accent. She's good with accents. No, she's an American. So they they cater to, uh, I gotcha. She's like a journalist and she's, she's not really like, she's not really a part of it. Like she's, I gotcha. I think they put her in there to kind of get it, give it some, uh, you know, oomph yeah, a little bit that. of American appeal. Yeah, to get. Well, she'll to start be in it. like she was in. You see her boobs in Top it, of the so, lake. Well, you know, good. So, you know, it's always good. If you want to see moss boobs, moss <laughs> boobs. God damn it! Let's leave it there. That's a good point to leave it. Um, yeah. Well, that of, of of that movie, I got I got a few, I got a couple more here. Uh, Palm couple. Springs. Yeah, I heard about that. Al- almost maybe the best movie I've seen of the year. Also, it's it's up there for me, man. It's like two or three. It's like a great great another movie that's very good about balancing comedy and sincerity that gets real when it needs to and is also 
uh, just really fucking clever. It's like a clever movie where it's like, I'm someone who Groundhog's Day is one of my favorite movies. Groundhog's? Bre- ground, Groundhog's Day? That's what it's called, right? Ground- Groundhog's? Is it is it Groundhog, like, singular, or is it Gra- Groundhog's possessive? Day, I think. Groundhog's This is going to bother me. Holy shit, I got to look this is up. It gra- I think Groundhog, you might be is right. Is it I think Groundhog, it's Groundhog day. just like that? No, I think it's Groundhog. Wow, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's just Groundhog. That's what, what I thought. What the fuck am I? It's Jesus like, Christ. I've been calling it Groundhog's like, Day. Because, like, that sounds plural possessive, right? Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense because it's Groundhog Day. It's just, yeah, it's just straight up just singular Groundhog. <sighs> God damn it. I'm glad we caught this. Yeah, I'm glad that <laughs> I can now live my life saying that the correct way. Uh, yeah, it's like that, but it's like... Um, it, it uh, that's another one that's uh, subversive of what you think will happen. I, mm. I I'll put it that way, where it's like you kind of go in like, okay, let's see this kind of Groundhog Day ripoff here, and then immediately you're like, oh shit, okay, this is gonna be different in in ways. And um, yeah, I mean, fucking Andy Samberg, always great. Uh, mm. uh, Christine Minotti, I think is her name, is fucking so good. Also, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Is uh got like a really amazing part in it. Uh check it out on Hulu. It's good. Yeah. Um what's the guy you watch anything else? I uh I saw this little um this little indie movie. I don't know if you've heard of it, uh but okay. it's it's really fucking good. Uh the director actually invited me over and uh let me watch it. I don't it's called this movie Tenant. Have you heard of that movie? Oh, you got you got to see Tenet, huh? Yeah. Damn, he invited yeah. you over? Chris yeah, and, to his personal screening room? Yeah, I got to meet his huge family <laughs> that no one his knows about. His huge British family? <laughs> all his little British kids yeah. who call him Mr. Woodcock, apparently? They, Did you know that? They call him Mr. Woodcock because of Phantom Thread. That's amazing. Christopher Nolan reminded them of him in that movie. That's so great. <laughs> that's the That's truth. the best thing ever because it makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> um... And when I showed up to the mansion, yeah, um, on uh, Interstellar one hundred one Interstellar Lane, that's yeah, not a good joke. Pretty, that's, it's fine, you know, but it's functional. Like the butler said, you he he gave me a tailored tuxedo that I had to wear to get into the mansion. Well, like, and you're bearing the lead. It was Michael Caine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Michael Caine, right, come inside. Do you want to see Teddy? Mr. Doffer, Mr. Doffer, come inside. Would you like popcorn? <laughs> Cool. How was it? Was it fine? It sucked. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, it had to happen God. at some point. Dude, somebody tweeted that oh, out the other day. God. They were like, what if Tenet's just fine? And I was just like, how fucking dare you say that how, at this point? How, how dare you put that into the zeitgeist <laughs> with all the hope lost right yeah. now? Yeah. Fu- it's like Don't. the one candle in the darkness <laughs> that is guiding me through all this shit right now. Yeah. And someone has the audacity, the media recording program, to say Tenet might be bad. Yeah. No, I refuse to I accept refuse that. I refuse to accept <laughs> that that could be a reality. I don't want to think about it. I, I refuse to. It's, it's, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. That's, that's on the record. It's going to be filled to the brim with crazy Nolan shit. I can't wait to see it. It's going to deal with some time stuff. Honestly, did you hear the the most recent thing is that um, now they're they're going to release it worldwide before America because we fucked up so badly. So it's going to come out in like uh, it's going to come out overseas. It's going to leak in America, which sucks. So spoilers are going to be 
I'm sure they're going to be out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go fucking off of let's everything. Let's just go. Let's just go. I'm sure flight tickets are cheap. Wow. That's a fucking good idea. <laughs> Fuck. Should we fly to like fly Canada? To... Is Canada doing all right? I think Canada's fine. Canada's probably a cheap, cheaper flight. Yeah, they said they, they said they're going to flights from San Antonio to Toronto. Actually, so fuck, that might be worth doing, man. Go yeah, see Tenet. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely not going to fucking get like a shitty rip from the internet. Hell no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then last but not least, uh, unless you have more, I'm trying to think more? what else I I watched. I watched I... Greyhound, which is a a good little About Tom Hanks dad movie. Oh no, it's a it's a good little little Navy thriller. It's very. Uh, very good. I don't, I don't. I don't know how else to put it. Tom Hanks is as good as ever. His feet bleed, and he walks around telling people naval commands. It's uh, very satisfying. That sounds like a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something I'd enjoy. Yeah, for sure. it's it's very like uh, all the terminology is like very accurate. You can tell Tom yeah. Tom Hanks wrote it, which is kind of crazy, but hmm. it's very much like he's a fucking. He recovered boat nerd. from COVID, right? Yeah, he's all. Was did he have COVID on Greyhound or whatever? No, they they had to film that a while back. But he was definitely like getting COVID when he was like, "Man, I hope my boat movie comes to theaters," and it didn't. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's good. Check it out. Yeah, and I guess uh, Wilder. I guess that's that's the end of what we've been watching. We should like tuck those in every now and then. I like that yeah. idea of like putting a little. What well, we've I been figured watching that we just middle. did it now because of the break that we had, you know? Yeah, so that's good. That's good. good. But, I mean, like, it, I, I, this is all inside baseball talk, mm-hmm. but I think it would be good to, you know, if we see a movie, another movie, we can always pop it in whenever it comes in naturally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm down for that. But, yeah, we're be- we're doing Hunt, hunt, hunt of, of the Wilder People, <laughs> and uh, we just... So, so our our our, our protagonist, um, they Ricky Baker and Heck. What's the song? Trifecta. They're Ricky a trifecta. Baker, it's your birthday. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to put that song at the end. It's of the, absolutely. There's only one song. Yeah, yeah. It's a very endearing song. Everybody yeah. loves it. It's great. I think it was written by Taika Waititi, wasn't it? I think so. I'm sure it. It yeah. has that. Yeah, it had to have yeah. been. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So they they. Uh, they're now now the uh, authorities are hot on the tails. Like it's getting really, it's getting it's coming to a head now. Like yeah. they're, but the dog dies. We gotta talk about the dog. Dying. Oh man, that's the right. War comes and um, and that's after they find the guy who's like they think is dead, mm. but then the girl on her horse uh, calls the horse girl. Yeah, horse, horse girl <laughs> calls the. Authorities, I guess they fly in on the helicopter. Ricky oversleeps. He gets yeah. back a little late. Um, and they have a boar encounter. That's a little bit of a callback to to Deb. Oh, not Deb. I don't know why I think her name's Deb. Deb. Bella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bella had killed a, a boar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I wonder what's the uh, thematic connection between um, Bella killing the boar and the boar killing the um, Z- uh, Zag. Zag the Ooh, dog. Almost like a like a naturism, like nature will have its revenge, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like yeah. Uh, we killed the boar. Maybe that well, was it's the like a, mom. Maybe it's the idea of uh, it's it's a. That's I don't know what the percent. It's not the word I. 
I don't want to use the word personification because that's not the right word. Maybe the oh, you're is saying like representation of representation, the bush, yeah, you know, yeah. because like uh, at first they were conquering the bush and Bella had you know killed the hog, but the bush is coming back and uh, mm-hmm. take take like they like Bella. Okay, well Bella kills a hog and the hogs come back to take away Zag from yeah. Heck. You, you could you could I mean? say that's when shit gets real. Yeah, like like they say, it's in a bit the movie. of a turn. Yeah, yeah, because like they're they're losing again. Mm. But it's like this. Uh, it's a remind. I guess it's, it's it also calls back to how Ricky has like um, Bella's ashes. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it attacks him, then he sees it, and then after they get out of that, it kills Zag, not Tupac, not um, Tupac, and then. Yeah, and then and then he that yeah that's like one of the moments that like I was talking about the sincerity balance thing where it's like there could be some kind of joke in there of like the the Lebowski fucking ashes flying in the face scene or just, just something like that but it's like YT knows how to balance the kind of like dramatic slower moments that have emotional weight to them where it's like, it's just heck kind of like scattering her ashes over the waterfall. Mm -hmm. And it's like this beautiful scene. And Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's like it. That's how it plays out. And, um, and Zach, Zach gets his, uh, mm -hmm. gets his proper burial with rocks and stuff. And yeah, 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 for sure. And it's just sad to also just see that heck doesn't know what he wrote, you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Heck heck can't read. I can't read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then and then it gets into the kind of the final act. Uh, it's what's on right now is the kind of really cool panoramic montage that yeah, I thought a, was that's really such cool. An interesting way of he he does that a lot in this film actually. Yeah, yeah, he does it with Ricky being lost in the woods and mm-hmm. having multiple like cuts of him like looking around, not knowing where he is, and then he does it with here, just like all the people searching for. Um, yeah, it's Ricky. a it's a what do you call that? Like a vignette, basically. It's like a vignette, a vignette. basically playing out of uh, catching us up, basically. Like yeah, like Waititi's very uh, good at at using montages. I think mm-hmm. like it's it's he uses montages in Boy to establish how Boy thinks of his dad, mm-hmm. right? Like escaping prison, doing all that crazy shit, and he uses it in this movie to set up. Ricky uh, and like what Ricky's doing, he's like smashing stuff, breaking stuff, yeah. pra- painting stuff, or whatever the yeah yeah the, the graffiti cop says, yeah. um, or the child protective services lady. Mm. Um, so like he's yeah he's really good at like knowing when to use a montage to like kind of like this you know, kind of like the, story. That's the similarity to Edgar Wright a bit, I'd say. Mm. You know they they both have the. Yeah, those this montage montage artists. Montage artists, yeah. yeah. I mean, montages are great, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's yeah. very modern, right? Like, I feel like montages have to be a more modern thing. Scorsese, was Scorsese the guy to, to um, really make them into the mainstream? Maybe, yeah. He Scorsese. definitely, yeah, he definitely gets, mon- like, a lot of montages in there. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking think of even Scorsese something in, like, uh, maybe this is a cheesy bad connection, but of, like, the 90s of like the dressing room thing and like walking in the dressing room and changing. Mm. It just became like a norm. I feel like in the nineties, was it before I think it's the eighties, man. There's definitely, montage was definitely an eighties thing. Mm. Like, 
Yeah. All those action movies had mon- like training montages, action You're montages. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then also even the teen dramas like those, um, you know, sixteen candles and whatnot. It's it's all like that's true. You know, uh, doing the montage, we're all dancing around and we're becoming friends and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's shit like that. Yeah, no, you're totally. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like montages yeah. are usually just done to like they're fun and it's efficient way of getting past a lot of time. Yeah, where what I appreciate about Waititi though is that um, I don't know. It's like it in this movie he uses it to like. Uh, I don't know, like compact, like plot stuff. He does it there, but it's also like uh, in Boy, and also setting up Ricky Baker's past. It's like to it's it's more punchy. It's like more emotional, like how Edgar Wright uses it. Where like Edgar Wright's version of it is like uh, I feel like Edgar Wright uses montages to I don't know. It's They're like the, cool. To, it is cool. Yeah, I mean they That's they cool. are cool yeah. for sure. But it, it like it almost makes you want to feel emotionally with it's the a music video. Yeah, if, if more so with Edgar Red, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a stylistic thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is like it's okay because that's the genre that it's in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like montages are fun. Yeah, I think I think uh, it, it's just like with anything. I I personally think like what he does with montages here are more of like efficiency stand standards of compacting information in a short amount of time to get things. So, you know, so the audience understands what's like happening because months like pass in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Just the passage of time. Like, yeah, it's just a passage of time thing. That's like what an efficient montage is doing. Yeah. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. 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 So they're running, they're running away from, the authorities and the because the authorities are really hot on their tail. The CPS uh, officer like tries to bribe Ricky with uh, with um, yeah trail mix. Was that? Oh yeah, wait. That, so this is the Terminator Sarah Connor yeah, scene, right? Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, that scene's great. Um, yeah, and I, I love how like fucking how how extreme it gets. It's like th- this you imagine has become like a New Zealand national story almost because like they become like folk heroes it's and like kind of insane how the scale, <laughs> with the, yeah. how the scaling the scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, because like you have like New Z, you have like SWAT teams going out in the bush, like with rifles and stuff. And I was like, what are you going to do? What do you, it, it, it's like kind of crazy because I feel like New Zealanders would never actually do that. Like I don't feel like the New Zealand police force would actually yeah. like do that. Well, they banned them now. They don't even have assault rifles anymore. The police force? I I think the police force. The police force, the police force probably did? still has assault yeah. rifles. That wouldn't make any sense for them. Not yeah. So. Um, um, but yeah, and then they they run into Psycho Sam, uh, who's just a great character. Yeah. He, <laughs> I'm a man on my bush. I'm a man. I'm a bush. Have you ever had a Psycho Sam? Anyway, my name's Sam. And just like that, that whole joke is great. It's fucking Reese Darby, who's like a New Zealand comedy guy, um, who's the the swear wolf. He's the where the head werewolf. Swo- yeah, the alpha dog. The alpha dog. Yeah. Uh, in uh, what we do in the shadows. Just anytime that guy shows up in anything, like he shows up in fucking uh, Jumanji. And I was laughing, even though he didn't have any like exceptionally funny lines. Because he was funny. He's, he 
has that voice that's hilarious. Yeah, just like the vi- the very theatrical, it's me, Reese Darby kind of like voice. That's great. I just blow up yeah, the mic for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then they bunker up with him. He's kind of like a fucking, he's like a. Uh, this conspiracy nuts. Conspiracy. He tells him to put on like little tin foil hats, like when they, they come in there. Uh, he's like anti government. He's probably a Trump supporter, honestly. Yeah, like the 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 one or two guys in New Zealand that's like a Trump supporter, probably. You'd be surprised on how many Trump supporters exist in like that's, European countries. That's true, and I guess. Like, yeah. As long as there's white people, there's going to be some sort of Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, but I I love his yeah. kind of like bit of uh <laughs> of like we carry our expectations of who this type of guy is. Yeah, and he keeps being like like the scene we just saw of like. Oh, I have a I have a bunker, and then yeah. they go down there, and he's like, Ah, I forgot to dig the bunker, and it's like I wrote down that he's like a Mel Brooks character, yeah, he like he's like a character right. straight out of like a wacky, silly Mel Brooks. Yeah, Taika Waititi is kind of like a kind of an updated modern version of yeah. Mel Brooks. And I th- we definitely way. brought that up, right? At some, I feel like Probably. we had to. Yeah. We will definitely on Jojo Rabbit because that's mm. a very like Brooksian yeah concept, at least even if the humor is different. Mm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and then they they steal Psycho Sam's truck. They don't steal it. He, he oh, he gives it to he, him. That's he gives right. It to him. Yeah, yeah. Because Psycho Sam wanted to help because he doesn't. He wants to help against government tyranny. I uh, no, I, I I love the part like before where he tries to turn off the light and he claps and he's like, oh, I haven't fixed that because it yeah. doesn't turn off when he claps. <laughs> that's but there was also a very sincere moment in that. Uh, that scene because Ricky, Ricky doesn't really want to open up, but he has this haiku that he makes yeah. um, with uh, about their adventures, and it's really sweet because he talks about Heck and how much he likes Heck. You know, yeah. It, well, and that's the scene that I think we talked about earlier, right? That's when they finally. That's when Heck finally tells him like that's what, or was it earlier when he talks about Bella being the one who. Like was it, it was, was before, there for both right? moments. I think, I think it, it so, was yeah. before, but yeah, it's the, that's the scene that kind of like really underlines how much they've like grown grown together together, and how like they've uh, bonded with each other. Mm. And then like you have the fucking finale, which is one of the most insane parts of this movie. Yeah. It's really nuts. It's like this crazy car chase where there are fucking tanks. Yeah. Like the CPS Rachel house lady is in a tank. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) what? I couldn't believe that. I was like, why? (laughs) Why would they need a tank? Yeah. What? Why? It's so I I just feel like that's part of the joke almost. It's, yeah, that I it's feel like, like it has to. It's be gotten so, so blown big. out of yeah. proportion that now they have ATVs rolling in. Yeah, and, and then uh, <laughs> and then so there's ridiculous. like the National Guard, like yeah, <laughs> with Humvees and shit. And it, it it basically is like their their final showdown. It's like Ricky. It's like yeah. It's like this is like Ricky's final stand as. Freedom. Rebel Ricky, yeah, it's like like as gangster Ricky almost. Of, yes, uh, real skunks. Yeah, real real skucks life. Uh, yeah. Skucks mode. He goes real skucks skucks mode at the end here. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's almost like him not wanting to give up that person who he's been his whole life. And this whole like this whole movie is like him kind of like growing through Bella and Heck. And like the way I read this ending is him almost being like. It's like his final fucking stand as that person where like mm. at the end he finally has kind of evolved 
past that where like uh that maybe it's not about rebelling against um yeah society maybe yeah. it's about the people maybe you're i can with. i can become exactly yeah it's the friends we made along the way absolutely because he ends up you know like it, it seems that he actually shoots heck at the junkyard yeah and you know that junkyard an, is dude i forgot how tense it is it when is, yeah when uh heck is like turning himself in he's like He's the one who like is trying to get Ricky to stop. He's like, mm. "Listen, this has gone so far. Mm. We need to just like deal with the fucking consequences." Mm. And then they crash and all that. He gets shot, or well, that's after. But but then there's a scene where he's turning himself in the and hunter. watching it. Yeah, yeah. The hunter's gonna take a shot. The Rachel's uh, like side cop, the guy who's like always with her, is mm. like missing. And it's like, oh, what the fuck's gonna happen here? And then he tackles. The hunter, yeah, yeah, he talks. Because I hunter. thought, yeah, it was pretty good, tense. Because like the yeah. hunter, like looks like he's a fucking kill. He's about to kill heck. fucking yeah. heck, because because they think he's a pedophile. They've yeah. made the wrong assumption, yeah, about who he is, yeah, mm. and uh, it's yeah, and so and then it's a really hilarious scene with uh, Rachel House, just like like yelling as she <laughs> grabs Ricky. She's like, ah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like yeah, some yeah. intense action movie shit when it's like it's totally fine, you know? Yeah. There's uh, such a weird there's such a weird balance yeah. of like her character's intentions, I feel like, in the movie, and maybe I miss something, but it's like Well, she, she's misinterpreting her role in society. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, because she thinks, she like thinks some, Ricky is like dangerous, yeah. but also she thinks he's a victim. But I guess those no, two she things thinks, can she thinks he's like a she thinks he's someone that she needs to fix because that's what she said, you know. Yeah, and then she also <laughs> thinks of herself as like, like a, as a cop, you know. Like she thinks she's like some action like cop. No thing. children left behind. Yeah, no children left behind. Uh, just like the yeah. baffled news reporters when she keeps saying that, it's so great. Like he'll know. He'll know what I mean. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> um. So yeah, like uh, that happens, you know. It almost seems like Ricky and uh, Heck has a have a bit of a falling out at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ricky's only he doesn't know how to express himself in the way that's healthy because he's just a kid because he just he's acting out because you know he doesn't want to go to juvie and whatnot. Yeah, and um, he shoots Heck accidentally in the butt. This <laughs> uh, <which> is really great. <laughs> really he's like, "You shot me in the ass." Yeah. Um, and then, so it finally all settles, you know, finally all settles down and, uh, you go through this montage again with the, the courthouse, you know, like doing the trial and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great because, you know, Ricky, they decide that Ricky should go with the, Ma- the Maori, um, family, the, yeah. the daughter and the dad. I had forgotten about that. I, I like that kind of, uh. Yeah, that he goes and lives with uh, her and which made the most sense. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean, I mean they set it up works. It was nice, and that was his chance to like, you know, realize that uh, life's not being about like that skunk's life. It's not about like you know yeah. being that badass or whatever. It's about like you know like being with people that care about you. You know, yeah, and that's that's yeah. like uh, yeah, and I feel like this movie has has really does have like really nice clean satisfying arcs where like he starts out the movie and he's like a little punk he's like this isn't gonna take none of them do i'm fucking over this and then it's like a nice cool like arc to the end and same for heck where like he gets out at the end 
And it's it's still so funny because they're both like they still yeah you're right like they still both can't really be completely sincere with each other because yeah. like Heck is still hard headed in the same way that that Ricky's like hard headed and he's mm-hmm. like he's like do you want to come back with uh, you know we're over here and they they have like a place and Heck's like he like says no at first right like he doesn't want to at first and then he changes his mind well you know it's just typical Heck. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be. He do, he doesn't want to be completely like. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to give out. He doesn't want to be completely like vulnerable because that's just the guy he is. Yeah, but you know, yeah. deep down inside, it's like, yeah, of course he wants to go with. Yeah. With uh, and it's kind of cute that that he was learning how to read and stuff. And yeah, he's like know? he's like on the steps with reading Uggs. a book. He, he wears, he's wearing Uggs, which is hilarious. That's. I, I those know. had to be Sam Neils, right? Fresh off the farm, he's, he's got Man, some Uggs. A, a dude wearing black Uggs is the funniest, <laughs> especially Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. <laughs> the it's a real thing. quarantine mood. I might order some fucking <laughs> Sam Neill Uggs, honestly. That's I would great. only get Uggs if I like lived north where it snowed, <laughs> and they would only be worn at home. Yeah. <laughs> on like a cold day under a blanket. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. Because it's like, let me put on the Uggs so I can take the trash out sort of thing. That's like <laughs> what the only way I would wear Uggs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I, I, I love the final scene, final shot, I think is great, where it's like they're back to like where they're comfortable now, where it's like uh, Heck and Ricky walking into the... Because like the, the girl and her dad have a bunch of land. Yeah, they can be right? in the bush. Yeah, they got Together. the bush, and then they walk in there, and then it's like a beautiful kind of like nice day, and mm. it's great. Yeah, they they can finally just go to the bush on their own terms now. Yeah, without so, the yeah. fucking fear of tanks and, and the fucking <laughs> Rachel House chasing and, them down. And hunters, apparently. Yeah, yeah we think they're pedophiles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's fucking that's, that's, for the Wilder people. That's not for movie. the Wilder people. What's really good about this film is, again, like the whole um, interpretations of people and the complexity that we all have as as human beings and that as society, we tend to um, compartmentalize people, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it sucks. You know, it sucks because no matter how much we hate someone or like someone, they they have that sort of layered reality that encompasses so many different variables that both of which you could agree or disagree with. Like you can think of the most hated person that, you know, and they have their own personal life and their own struggles and whatnot. And I think that that's the cool thing about the hunter, the wilder people is that it shows how societies tends to do that, tends to put things into a nice little box and puts things into a, you know, the the co- most common denominator, and it's nice yeah. that uh, Taika is, is attempting to do that, um, trying to bring um, humanity and complexity in a way that uh, is kind to its characters, no matter how tragic the circumstances or the choices that they make, mm-hmm. you know, because Ricky is not someone who is, uh, I mean, he's, he, is, he is a... He's not very likable at first, you know, like, like I didn't like him, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of hated Ricky and I never really like loved him either. It, but like, I understood like why he did the things he did. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. there was nothing like he was, he was, 
it was easy to empathize with his his struggle and even with uh, heck you know it, he was immediately like a dislikable character at the beginning the only mm. likable person was bella you know and she was killed yeah. off yeah. you know and we we as the audience grew with these people understood like where they were coming from which is always a Oh, and which is what it really is the point of movies, you know, trying to get us yeah. into that, to that empathetic mindset of these people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, this, this is a great, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's my favorite YTD. We'll obviously do our rankings later, but mm. this is one that I, I really, really like. And, uh, like, like you said, like the, the killing of Bella is such a good place to start like a really interesting movie because you introduce Ricky who is an unlikable kind of like mean, I don't know, kind of rude kid. And then you have yeah. Heck, who's kind of like just off old man. Yeah, yeah. And grumpy. And like, how do you make the most interesting movie? You get rid of the one good mm-hmm. kind of like likable character and then see what happens to the other two. And I think like this movie really like, uh, satisfies on that kind of like setup where like, like I said, like they both have such, such great arcs by the end of the movie. And, um, it's, uh, I, I wanted to mention this quote earlier too, that this is the quote I was thinking of when, with what Ricky says when they're in like the bunk bed, uh, he says, some people couldn't have babies and those that do don't even want them. Yeah. And like, that's a really sad line that like, like, like boy, there's like a, a sadness to, some of the movies that he makes that I, I find really endearing where he's still able to um, have a lot of humor and a lot of really good jokes that tie in thematically, but also there's like a sadness at the core of them that I, I really appreciate. And there definitely is with this one. Hmm. Um, and definitely like the whole, like all the stuff about like abandonment and finding your own family, you know, like, uh, like heck and Ricky do by the end of the movie. Um, it's, it's really great. And, uh, if you haven't seen it, well, it's all been spoiled now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, I don't think it, it, it would take away from anything if you watched it for the first time. So check it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's going to do us on hunt for the wilder people. You got any final thoughts or I guess stuff? I to mean, plug, kinda, I kinda guess? Said, like, that was, that, <laughs> I guess, right? um, yeah, yeah. I we mean, uh, we were on, uh, uh, cover stories recently. Uh, yeah, I think side, that will so. be, if you're hearing this when it drops, it will be out soon, or it will just be out by the time you listen to this. So cover stories, we were on a B-side. Yeah. We talked... Um, Shrek Hallelujah, the movie. We, Shrek Hallelujah, Shrek Musical. We talked yeah. We talked Vaporwave. Wave. We talked uh, Gary Jules's cover of Mad World. Yes. That's ostensibly what we were called upon to do, but that was maybe 20% of the episode, if I recall. Which is, you know, probably. You know, that's that's what we bring. You know what I forgot to mention on that episode is what? that you and I have never been on another podcast together. What are you talking about? We haven't, right? We Have we never done... I don't think we've ever done Revenge of the Sequel or anything together. We never did Revenge of the Sequel together. We did it. We've only done it separately. Huh. So I just I, I mean, just we were found on it fan really films together, but that doesn't really count, I guess. That's yeah, that's true. That was, that was a while back. 
That was like kind of when before we were really no, maybe because we're we're, we're together on this podcast and we just need a little break sometime. Maybe, maybe so. I, I don't, don't consider it cheating. No, I don't. We're just we're exploring. Po- we're a polyamorous asexual <laughs> couple. And spe- speaking <laughs> of, I went on my own personal journey. Um, I was on Revenge of the Seagull again, mm-hmm. uh, talking Crystal Skull, talking Indiana Jones and the Crystal. Oh, you Skull. did that. I did. Yeah, How it was, was the Zoom. We did so. What's crazy is it will not be out by the time I think people hear this because they have a Patreon. They have like a backlog of stuff they're going to be putting out there first and stuff. It'll be out at some point, but um, it was really cool, and I was kind of shocked at how well the Zoom thing works. I was by the end of it, I was almost like, "Is this better than in-person podcasting?" It like worked. It worked really well, aside from some internet issues on. On John's and I'm always worried about the lag thing. That's the thing. It was uh, what's we can get in it. I I can tell you the technical stuff yeah. after, but it, it works really well. They have a really cool system. But um, listen to that. Just listen to Revenge of the Sequel and cover stories in general. Um, fuck. What else? What else is going on? Is that about it? I mean, yeah. Listen to the stuff. <laughs> I mean, watch the stuff that we uh, watched. I mean, that that we said was good, of course, and. Uh, Go listen to Homecoming on Spotify again. That's right. Uh, that's really cool that you guys finally finished that. That's really yeah, great. That's, I mean, that's that's, that's an accomplishment. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. It you feels be proud fucking, of it. It feels yeah. really good that that's out there. So yeah. listen to that if you haven't. And uh, I guess tune in next week. We're going to be talking. What are we doing next We're week? doing Baby Driver. And I think I think we can say we got fucking Gus on I think we can say it, yeah. I think we can say it. Let's pencil him in. Let's pencil him in. Let's check with um, our secretary. Don't we have a secretary? There was a meme, a joke. Was there a joke secretary like that we Carol made? Carol or something? Car- I don't know. Carol! Carol. <laughs> Carol the secretary. Pencil him in. Uh, but yeah, Carol's guys, a man's name. So it is, Well, that's We're not the joke. Stereotyping, is that it's a, it uh, is a, it's an older <laughs> man named Carol. <laughs> Which is funny because that's your last name. It's weird. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Vicky Baker, now you are 13 years old. You are a teenager and you're as good as gold. Ricky Baker. Oh. Ricky Baker. Happy birthday. Once rejected, now accepted by me. And Hector. We're a trifecta. Ricky Baker, ah, Ricky Baker, ah, Ricky Baker, ah, ah, Ricky Baker, ah, ah, Ricky Baker, ah, ah, Ricky Baker, ah, ah, Ricky.